What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I have a really good friend on the podcast and another speaker. So this is the third speaker that we're announcing for Flip Hacking Live. If you're in the military, ever been in the military, or you're working a W-2 job that you're not really a huge fan of, and you're thinking about leaving, or you have some spare time during it, and you want to know how to be most productive with that time so you can build this business or start this business, then this podcast is for you. We're going to roll the theme music. I'm going to introduce my friend. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. We've got a great show for you guys today. I am really excited about our guest. We've done a lot of things together. We've been putting on Veterans REI Live for the past couple of years. So if you're in our world and you came to that event, you're a veteran or you're interested in you know how military folks operate, work, invest, those kind of things, and came, um, thank you for that. It's been an awesome support. And uh, we just kind of got to know each other a couple of years ago and really uh, we talk a lot in the community about values and characteristics, and I really do feel like uh, this. my guest today shares almost all of the values and characteristics that I do, and he holds those things really important. Uh, came with his family over to the house uh, on his way through, went out of his way to stop by the house, see the farm, uh, hang out for a couple hours. Really, really cool. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest today, David Prey. What's up, David? Not much, Bill. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Actually, I'm doing awesome. I am really excited because I just finalized just today. I talked to the last speaker for Flip Packing Live and I am done. Like it is nice. set up. It's all three days are in place. We are like six or seven weeks away from it. And I, this is the latest I've ever kind of held out to lock in the program. But I feel like there's the it's it's an event that that you plan specifically for the time, right? Exactly what's going on in current events. And to plan this thing six or eight months. For, uh, like before that, it's a real challenge in a very fluid market like we have right now. So, uh, so I feel awesome because I'm done and I feel like I have a thousand pound gorilla off my back. And uh, now we're, we're jumping on the podcast and sharing different flip hacking live speakers with everyone and who they are, introduce them and in a little bit about what we're talking about. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do, who are you and uh, what do you do in this real estate world and, and life in general? Yeah, I'm David Perret. Uh also known as the Military Millionaire Online. That's kind of my brand that I've created. I am, uh, was, I think still technically am an active duty Marine for about three more weeks, and then I'm going into the reserves. And uh, so I have, over the last five, six years, through buy and hold real estate, now more active on the wholesaling side, I have completely replaced my income and allowed myself to exit the military and take real estate full-time. Uh, so kind of where I specialize or, or I specialize is just kind of being the guy who uh, did everything wrong and stayed really consistent and figured out how to work around a really crazy schedule to get rid of a bunch of excuses and make things happen regardless of, you know, not having any money when I started, not having any time ever while in the Marine Corps to actually dedicate to any of this. So uh, yeah, I guess that's the, the short version. All right. So tell me a little bit about your, your time in the Marines. What did you do? Um, when did you get in? What does that look like a little bit to give some context? Yeah, I joined in 2008 because I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and I didn't want to stay there, and I didn't know what I wanted to study in school. I did logistics. So I'm a transportation guy, drive trucks by trade. Um, and really, that's kind of, I mean, I've 
done a little bit of everything. I've run uh, in Afghanistan. I did some security patrols. I've done, uh, you know, like some some security training and related cool kids stuff. Uh, did a recruit recruiting uh, for three years as a Marine. And then I got into like the high level logistic stuff where I was actually moving like units around the world. Um, so kind of did a little bit of everything on the transpo and logistics side. And uh, I've been in for 13 years as of look at the calendar two weeks ago. Mm. Okay, so I've interviewed quite a few officers, I would say. And for anybody who's listening, and you, you've got enlisted folks in the military and you've got officers in the military. The officers are typically, uh, I go get a bachelor's degree, get commissioned into the military and um, lead different, I don't know, uh, divisions um, for us squadron. In the squadron, you've got um, division officers. And then you've got, uh, as you move up, you get more senior and you start leading. Uh, occasionally, you lead the whole squadron, right? You become a commanding officer and have to lead everybody. Uh, the enlisted folks are a lot of the people that act, they actually do the work. Let's put it this way. Enlisted <laughs> uh, uh, member of the military actually does the work. The officers sit around a lot of time, drink the coffee and kind of point at things and say, hey, I need some help. So if you think about <laughs> a, a CEO of the company that doesn't know everything that else is going on, um, you've got the people that are actually doing like the heavy lifting, right? So that did give you a background on it. And the reason I, I say all that is because we've interviewed officers before and primarily officers, I would say, I, I may have interviewed one or two enlisted uh, soldiers in the past. However, when you're an officer, it's a little bit easier to do this business. It's a little bit easier to kind of get lost and not have lots of people looking for you or have a lot of things to do. Like I remember when I was in Pax River, so much flexibility at the test squadron, I get my work done and then I could take two, three hours, and nobody would really need to know where I was. So if I needed to run to a project or something like that, it was doable. Now, when I look at my enlisted sailors that when I was in the squadron with them, they don't have like seconds that the chiefs aren't down their throats um, looking for where they are all the time. They, I mean, they can't even go to the bathroom without asking for permission. So I tell that story to say, uh, to give you guys some context of what it might be like to invest in real estate or do different things in your side hustle while being enlisted. So I, I, with that, David, when you were in, when you were there at the, at the squad or at the, um, uh, the command that you were at, what was it like to try to start this business from scratch? Yeah. Uh, and that's not even to discuss the difference in pay, right. Between enlisted and officers. Totally. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a definite disparity there just spending, uh, depending on how far along you are in your, uh, career. So, so for uh, some well, context, let me jump in for some context. What, what does a, uh, what, what, what were you getting paid? And by the way, um, we can, we're happy to share this probably because you can just go online and find exactly what they make. It's not like if you do more work or you work harder or you excel, you get paid more. It's just whatever uniform rank you're wearing at the time, that's what you get paid. Yeah. So after 12 years as a, the sixth enlisted rank, I was probably hovering right around 44,000 a year in taxable income. Now there's, there's other bonuses that go into that, right? You get housing allowance and food stipends and stuff, and then all the benefits of medical and health and everything. Uh, but as far as like W2 taxable income, right at like 44, 45,000 a year. And to give, 12 to give years. context, <laughs> as a, I would say, as an officer, you're probably making that or a little bit more just coming in in year one. And then as you start moving up, you're, I mean, when I was in for 13 years, I'm probably making three times that somewhere around $120,000. Now I'm, I'm also adding in a, a lot of the stuff that you're probably not. So, um, and there's, there are benefits, but yeah, you're right. It is much harder. You work harder, you get paid a lot less and somebody's always wondering where you are. 
all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, when I first started, it wasn't as bad because I, I just house hacked, right? I, I bought a duplex. I lived in one half, rented the other. So like that didn't take any time. Uh, and then my, probably my first or second, second purchase, but first like actual investment was a, a 10 unit. Um, and I, I kind of maximized my time. I was on a 24 hour podi and I, or post podi post. And I wrote, uh, like 110 letters by hand and sent them, you know, so I was just sitting there twiddling my thumbs for 24 hours. I used that time to write note, write letters for, uh, properties. I was looking for duplexes, ended up finding a 10 unit, but that was just kind of luck. That was total by coincidence. It wasn't until about a year ago that I really started like actually sending letters and having an influx of phone calls and, and like actually trying to actively find properties and, and, and grow more than like a property here and a property there. Cause I kind of would just turn the faucet on whenever I had saved enough money for the next property. And then I finally realized I was the wrong way to go about it. And I, if I wanted to grow it all, that I needed to be very active. Um, and at that time I was working in what most people in the military would call a skiff, but essentially a building that had no windows, no cell phone allowed in the building. And I was there from 7.15 to 5, you know, five days a week, maybe sometimes on Saturday. And that was that. Like I would go in and I would check my phone once or twice before lunch, maybe. And then I would have a 30 minute lunch break and then I'd go right back in. Uh, you know, and I, the, you can't even get on like Gmail from your government computer. So I had like virtually no ability to run a business for, you know, eight, nine hours during the day. And that just completely changed everything for me. I had to go and, uh, you know, find, some, pay somebody to answer the phones for me and, and send mailers because I couldn't physically be, be texting. And I had to be willing to, you know, sit in my car for 30 minutes on the phone with a seller and uh, hope that that was enough time to convince them to let somebody else go look at the property because I wasn't even in the same state. And it was, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so it's not, not the most conducive to running a business. That's for sure. Let me ask a question. What, when you're in that situation and you're in the skiff all day, can't use your phone, can't use it. I'd say the majority of people out there would just say, well, I can't do this. Right. So what drove, what was driving you at that time? Like what was the reason behind saying, I got to find a way to make this happen? Mm. Really? I think by that point, it was the fact that I had made the decision that I was not going to stay on active duty. And I also knew that I did not have the income yet to justify leaving active duty. And if I left active duty, I was either going to have to take another job, which, you know, I did not want to do, or I was going to just fail, right? Or, you know, maybe my live on and have my wife hopefully support me on her salary, which is, you know, not, 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 uh, not uh, most ideal as a teacher counselor in a high school. Um, and so I kind of realized like, oh man, if I don't get my stuff together and actually start finding deals and actually start making some money by the time I get out of the military, you know, I'm either going to end up in someone else's job or I'm just going to fail. And that, I mean, that was the real motivator behind it was achieving financial freedom by the time I was able to exit the military. And why, why real estate? Like, why was it real estate? How'd you find it? And why did you think that was the way? I mean, there's the typical answer of all the benefits of taxes and people paying down and cash flow and all the other wonderful things. The reality is when I bought that first duplex, I was like, wow, this is awesome. I, instead of paying 550 to live in a two bed, one bath apartment, uh, this is in Missouri, uh, you know, I'm paying, a f well, I think it was 585 for a mortgage, but my tenants paying 500. So I'm paying like $85 a month to own the building. And that was cool. But then when I moved out, I rented it with a property manager and all of a sudden I'm getting 
two, $300 a month, just coming into my pocket. And I was like, wow, this is, this is great. I'm not doing anything. I talked to my property manager maybe once a month and that's it. And I'm making money. I should probably do more of this. And so it was just the realization that, man, like once you buy a property and you get it ready to rent and then you have a team in place and you just let it rent and do its thing, uh, that's really easy money. And then over time, you know, you start realizing, wow, property values increased. I can refinance and pull out some money and buy another property. And, um, and then you allowed, you get allowed to take some risks and have some fun and buy some kind of crazy properties and you never know. Uh, but it was really just the completely tangible knowledge that money was starting to hit my bank account. And that felt really cool. And then there's the thrill of the hunt of finding a new deal and everything else that goes with that. But I mean, it really just boiled down to, I'd done some investing here and tried day trading there and messed around with stocks here. And I'd lost a ton of money in a ton of places doing a ton of spending a ton of time, like researching stocks and stuff. And here comes real estate where I just, once you buy a property, you just don't do anything with it and you make money. And it was, it was pretty cool. Hmm. So when, you know, I, I hear you say I did everything wrong. I, uh, all the excuses that I had went out the window. I kind of got backed into a corner. I was forced to figure out a way, right? All of these things. And all I hear, I hear, so I've been like coaching and training people for, for years now, right? And I hear a lot of this, like, I don't have any time. I don't have any money. I don't have, um, I don't have what you have. I wasn't born into with a silver spoon. I don't have a rich uncle or a rich aunt. I don't have all of these things, right? And you've somehow been able to find a way because it's like, it's that or, or something that you is less desirable, right? You're going to put in the work to make the money, to leave the military. And that drive is more than like, you're willing to do all those things because the alternate, the alternate, the alternative is not something that you're willing to live with basically. And so what's the advice that you would give to somebody out there who's listening to this and saying, that sounds a lot like me. Like I, I've tried a lot of different things. I've done a lot of things wrong. Um, I feel like I have a lot of, you know, excuses. I, I want something different. I'm stuck in a dead end job. I am doing something that I don't love. I have this pull towards real estate. If they're listening to this, obviously they feel called right. And pulled towards real estate. And I see that a lot. Like what are, what's some advice that you would give some people out there who are like feeling like I'm exactly like this guy right now. I want to know what can I do? I think the single most powerful piece of advice that I was given or thing that I did right throughout all of this was surrounding yourself with people who are already doing what you want to do and have already achieved what you want to achieve. So don't, don't listen to anybody. You're, you're going to get, especially in the military. I mean, it's crazy. When I started telling people that I was exiting the military, the amount of people who told me I was crazy was like, it was a lot of people, right? I mean, even until like, you know, it got to the point where I felt compelled to almost be like, this is how much money I'm making, leave me alone. Um, because just the amount of people pulling you back in or saying, oh, you can't do that, you're crazy. Uh, with real estate, with anything you want to do is nuts. And so the only way to outweigh all of those voices that will give their opinion, whether you want it or not, is to go find people who have already achieved what you want to achieve and pay attention to them and just ignore everyone else. And I think like, ultimately, I mean, it's, it's like anything, right? You think about people who play professional basketball or whatever your sport of choice is, you know, they didn't get to the professional basketball level by hanging out with like soccer players that are 12 years old. They got to the professional, like the NBA by playing against NBA level talent. And, you know, at, at every level 
playing with the best, getting coached by the best. And so I think the number one thing you could say is just surround yourself with people who are going the same direction and, and listen to people who have already achieved what you want to achieve. And then aside from that, just be a self-starter, right? You, you can, all the knowledge in the world does nothing if you're not willing to try it. Yeah, I like that. I think that's that's kind of what triggered me and kicked me in the butt, right? I got around people who who I thought were when they're doing that much volume, they're doing a, a bunch of deals and I was doing one, I thought they were some like magical unicorns, right? They're totally different. They had way better skill sets. They uh they were capable of doing 100 times what I was capable of doing and I didn't really value my my background the way that I could apply myself, my skill set, and things like that until I got in that room and I could like see it, touch it and feel it and, and understand that I was like, wow, these people are just like me, you know, and I'm better at at things that they, than them in certain areas. And they're better than me over here. So I can, you kind of find your way. And I think that's really important. Um, And it could be anywhere. I mean, I, I, what I found was I started going to RIA meetings and I was like, man, I very quickly outgrew that room. Like, I just, I don't want to be here because those people were showing up with all the excuses. They were the people showing up saying, I don't have enough time. I don't have any money. I don't have all this stuff. And they were just drifting and and just showing up every month, not going anywhere, like no progress. And just saying, oh yeah, uh, this is who I am. I'm a real estate investor. I want to do this. And so I wanted to get out of there. I wanted to go to kind of the next place. So I think that's, I think that's sound advice. Uh, and I think it's a great transition, right? Because the one place that you can get in front of those people and get around those people are exactly what we're talking about, our event in October, Flip Hacking Live. So if you don't have your ticket yet, go to flippackinglive.com and grab one. And um, David's going to be one of the speakers there. He's going to talk about some of this stuff. So you went in 2019 and uh, when we were in person there in San Diego. What did you think about that event um, when you went there? Because that was the first time you'd ever been, right? That was, that was the first, first time I'd been, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I've been to quite a few conferences, real estate and not. And I would say that for almost every conference I've ever attended, I tell people that I go for the networking. I go there because it's great to talk to other people who are doing other things. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll watch some of the replays of the content and maybe, maybe I care, maybe I don't. In fact, FinCon, uh, another event for like financial, like YouTubers and bloggers. I, I literally went one year and I don't think I watched a single piece of the content. I just sat out in the lobby and talked to people. Uh, Flip Hacking Live is totally different. In fact, uh, actually it's probably, if I wanted to dig, it's probably in that drawer right there. I have a like notebook that's like halfway full of just notes because the amount of content that was at Flip Hacking Live was incredible. I mean, from like everything. I mean, Chad King's presentation on sales, I still flip to those pages sometimes and look at some of the notes. Um, You had Jocko speak. I mean, it was just everything, every speaker, every bit of Flip Hacking Live was about the content and giving away solid information. So as far as real estate events go, I mean, to this day, I haven't found one that I would actually rather go and take notes on more than Flip Hacking Live. That's my Oh, that's awesome. And we're going to give you some time for networking too, if that's, if that's your thing. But you're right. There's, there's not a lot of people in the hallway because they don't want to miss that, um, that presentation. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I push really hard to tell people to stay at the hotel. Because we start kind of early, we go pretty late, but the best way to get that networking in in the time that you do have is to stay there at the hotel and be there. Be at the bar, be down in the lobby, 
you know, bump into the, the speakers, they're all staying there. And that gives you that extra 30 minutes, one hour, two hours that you might be traveling somewhere else or trying to save some money or getting an Airbnb or something like that. And so I really encourage people to stay at the hotel. Um, number one, because yeah, we do have to book it out. Like I write a check for it before we even start the event. But number two, it really does allow you to network a lot more. It really does. And I, I've noticed that I've stayed, even when I wasn't, when I didn't own the company, I stayed off site one year and man, I missed so much. I missed conversations. I missed deals. I missed JVs. I missed the opportunity to work with lenders um, that were there networking and stuff. So I think it's really important to stay there because that, that is where your networking comes in. So yeah. this year, uh, everybody that we put up on stage, we make them give the goods, deliver their, uh, their system, their process, all of that stuff, share everything. And um, now I asked you to speak on stage. So you're going to have to do the same thing. So what can somebody expect from you? Like, why should they come and pay attention to your presentation at this event? Oh, because I have a really cool mustache and that's all anyone cares about. <laughs> um, so what we're going to talk about with me is going to be a little bit more detail on my life story, but really focusing in on things like uh, time blocking, batching, and how to, you know, how to really take advantage of your W-2. So some of the, some of the advantages that you have in a W-2, like uh, being able to take big risks, because if you fail, like you still have an income stream, and really how to negotiate uh, with your calendar to play the, man, I really only have this much time but let me play TikTok or whatever, like, you know, how to actually use your calendar to be successful and get multiple things done at once instead of getting, you know, one thing done and, and just how to keep the needle moving forward. Because ultimately, you're right, you don't have enough time in the day, but you've got enough time in the week, the month, the year, if you use it correctly. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna focus on time and some of the advantages to having a W-2 and uh, some of the ways to get yourself out of that W-2. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, when we were talking about some ideas of what, the, so if for, for everybody who's listening, the way this usually goes is, hey, I'm interested in having somebody come speak. Let's have a conversation and figure out what's their skill set, what's their talent, what are they really, really good at? Like, where's their genius zone? And throw some ideas together. And when I heard this, I was like, you know what? Like, you have, you were working a full time job that was not just like an easy full time job, right? This is a lot of sometimes you're on watch, like you said, for 24 hours straight. You're traveling around, you might be deployed. Your spouse and, and, and children were in another state. Like there's lots of things that, that are happening. You're traveling back and forth. You're dealing with all kinds of different things and problems that most people would quit. So all these excuses, right? And you didn't, you actually excelled. You were able to find your way and, and really grow a, a business that is really impressive. And so at that point I said, okay, there's probably a lot of people that feel like that, whether and the military thing aside, they're in a W2 job where they want to get out of it. They're in the same situation. And so uh, the push for you is like, show them how, like, how can you, how can you use what you have to say, okay, well, I can actually use this to my advantage instead of thinking of it as a disadvantage. And then how can you figure out the path from there to where you want to be? And if, uh, if you can show them that, then that's, that is a very valuable skill that you guys can take and that framework of how to do it, design it around your job, your life, your position, and take a lot of the things that David has uh, shared and he's done and say, yep, that applies to me, or this variation applies to me. And boom, you can be off to the running, just like a, a similar to kind of some of the things we did last year of how can you find more time in the day, right? There's a really, really important skill set to do. So um, I, I'm excited for this presentation. I'm excited for all of them. I think we have like 20, 20 to 21 speakers, something like that, when I got the final uh, thing put together. So uh, that's 
just one of them will pay for the, uh, that one presentation will be worth the cost of admission right there. So that's my goal. By the time you listen to the first hour and a half that we're there and we take a break, you're going to be like, this ticket was worth five times what I paid. And you still have two and a half, two and three quarters more days left. So, um, all right, you, uh, so I've been pushing everybody on this uh, podcast so far. We've had Andy and Becca, I think right now, and they've both given something away. So um, there's a no BS sign behind you. Can you tell uh, tell everybody a little <laughs> bit about that? Just trying to keep the brand going. So I got this book that I wrote called the uh, the No BS Guide to Military Life: How to Build Wealth, Get Promoted, and Achieve Greatness. And it it skews towards service members and veterans, but it also has a ton of information about everything from like basic personal finance to like mindset and personal development. And it and it does talk about time time blocking and batching and how to really, you know, use your calendar as, as a weapon rather than an excuse. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to give away a, a free PDF copy of the book to, well, I don't want to steal your sales, but is it to everyone who signs up because they listen to this? Everyone who comments mustache and I don't know. <laughs> Just comment mustache below wherever you're watching this. Uh, do not email us mustache to get this copy. Okay. Um, yeah. If, so if you go to fliphackinglive.com, you're going to see all of these bonuses start showing up on the website. Okay. If you listen to this podcast, you're going to be the one of the first people to know. And so we got Andy's four hour creative financing seminar, um, which is, I mean, he charged $10,000 to the people to get in there. We've got, um, Becca has put together her hiring guides and things like that. Um, job ads for three different positions, a lead intake, sales rep, and project manager. And then, um, and now a PDF of this book, the No BS Guide. It is absolutely amazing. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm being a military guy. I read it. Uh, Dave was nice enough to send me an early copy to flip through and read. And he's right. I'd say there, at least over half of this book is completely uh, exactly what you need to hear uh, personal finance, uh, budgeting, those kind of things like being smart with your money and stuff from, uh, talking about retirement accounts and things like that. Um, anytime he says TSP plug in your IRA or 401k or things like that. Right. So it's basically the military 401k. So, um, get this it's, uh, and if you want the, the hard copy of the book, go grab it. Like where can they go get a hard copy of the book shipped directly to them? I mean, that's, you want these things, you hand it to a friend, send it out, uh, the PDF is going to get you pretty far, but I love a good hard copy book. And it is, it is hard copy. Uh, quality I'm, I'm cover, really I'm jealous. The one I sent him is flimsy <laughs> paperback book. <laughs> but the one so you sent me that? has all kinds of highlights in it. Uh, if they go to frommilitarytomillionaire.com slash book, it'll be right there. Um, okay, from military to millionaire. Is it T-O, from military T-O millionaire? It is, yes. Or okay. you can just and go to Amazon, type in the No BS Guide, it'll pop right up. And then if they want to join your community, how can they join your Facebook community or, or check out your YouTube channel and stuff like that? Yeah. If you Google uh, military millionaire, you should see my ugly mug. And uh, that's the easiest way you should be able to find everything right there. Just off uh, either the hashtag or the, the Google search for military millionaire, uh, which I have luckily enough been able to dominate because if you Google search my name, you will still find that there is a type of deer in France with my last name that still beats me on SEO. So, <laughs> Well, it must be a very popular deer. Um, <laughs> all right. So you go to fliphackinglive.com, grab your ticket. Uh, you'll be able to see David, uh, myself speaking, Andy McFarland, Becca Shea, and a lot more to come. Uh, we're going to be announcing a speaker, a couple speakers uh, each week. I'll have them on the podcast. We'll be talking about what we're, ta what we're doing. And uh, if you're in a W-2 job, you want to leave. If you're 
um, in a W-2 job and you want to side hustle and you want to figure out how to use your time wisely, this, this presentation is absolutely for you. Uh, if you're a military guy or gal out there, this is somebody that you need to meet. You need to talk to in person there at Flippacking Live. You need to grab this book, uh, get his autograph when you get there, order it, bring it, uh, get his autograph and uh, a little inscription there for you. And I'm, man, I'm, I'm incredibly proud to know you and, and call you a friend. I've enjoyed uh, getting, you know, getting together with you personally and then also putting together Veterans REI Live the past couple of years. It's been really, really cool to do that. And I'm excited for more of that in the future. So, David, thanks for being here with me, ma'am. I'm excited to see you in person, uh, have you out there and, uh, and hang out with you in person again. It's been too long. Yeah, right back at you, brother. I'm stoked. All right, everybody, go grab your ticket, flipbackinglive.com. I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.